If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Fear is freedom. Subjugation is liberation. Contradiction is truth. Those are the facts of this world. And you will all surrender to them. You pigs in human clothing! I'm sitting here watching the mainstream media melt from my bunker deep in the heart of Covidistan. I am Dean Ledwig, and welcome to Tech Tools. Along with me is... I'm Scott Dunlop, reporting from an abandoned missile silo in, deep in the heart of Texas in Lukabach. And glad to be here with you guys today. Resist we much. <laughs> we much, we must, we must, we, we will resist something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Yep. Yes. Uh, so first thing, we're going to do our Wheel of Genders. Let's do it. And this week, I think I'll be a non-compliant snowflake. Um, I'm not sure how that works. So a snowflake? Well, I'm going to be a non-compliant snowflake, which is... How many of them are compliant? Well, they're compliant to the woke agenda. Uh, like conforming, you being a nonconformist by conforming to all the other nonconformists? I'm a rule follower. Oh, yeah, you're something all right. Oh, well, I am a grown-ass man practicing social distancing. Socialist distancing. Socialist distancing. <laughs> Socialist distancing, yes. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, trying to get as far away from that shit as I can. Um, oh, you know, before we get started, I wanted to mention, I talked about it, or I just mentioned it last week, that I had gotten the domains for social execution. Mm -hmm. And I'm still debating on what I want to do with those. Yeah. Um, but I want to do something along the lines of uh, going against cancel culture. I was thinking t-shirts and mugs, but okay. <laughs> well, well, we're going to do that too. Um, but, you know, I want to solicit some uh, ideas from our audience I'm thinking, you know, of maybe one of the domains be a forum about uh, uh, businesses that have been canceled, mm -hmm. people that have been canceled, people that are up for being canceled. Like you know, Mastodon instance? Well, uh, uh, one of them I want to be like just a regular forum, like a BBS. Another one, you know, because there's three domains. So another one be like a Mastodon instance of an actual social network like techtools.com. You know, socialexecution.net. Mm -hmm. BBS, 90s yeah. called. They want yeah. the technology back. <laughs> uh, well, I got it from Prodigy. You know, and then uh, I'm not sure, maybe a blog or something on the other one. But, you know, I, I want to solicit some ideas from what, you know, our listeners would like to see, what they would like to interact with. Because I'd like to have some interaction going on. Yeah. Um, other than, you know, we do get a few emails, but, you know, I'd like to have something a little more community oriented, I guess. Oh, like a spat room. I mean, a chat room. Yeah, something like that. You know, <laughs> get the trolls in there. You know, you know, if I was to do like a Mastodon instance, it would be what you post is yours. Yeah. And I don't delete it. As long as it does not break any actual laws, it won't get deleted. It won't get erased. If you don't like what somebody says, block them. Yeah. 
if we federate with no agenda, we'll be branded as Nazi quadroons. Well, we'd be federated, which means that you can connect to any other federated instance out there. Right. Um, you can follow people from no agenda from, you know, there's, there are several Mastodon and not just Mastodon, any of them that use the federated API. So, um, there's, there's a few different, um, software instances out there like Mastodon. I can't think of any of them off the top of my head for some reason. I was just reading about them, but all of them, you know, connect with each other. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's no one centralized server like there is for Twitter or uh, Facebook or, you know, Instagram. You know, there's not one centralized, uh, not server, but server farm, I guess. Right. One centralized company controlling everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Melty Snowflake or SlushySnowflake.com? <laughs> slushy Snowflake. That should be like your username. Yeah, Slushy Snowflake. Contact Scott at Slushy Snowflake. <laughs> well, <laughs> Slushy Snowflake works too. Well, that works too. Um, well, Slushy implies melted snowflakes. Yeah. Okay, I like it. And burn your face off. But yeah, uh, reach out to uh, either me or Scott at dean at techtools.net or scott at techtools.net. That's T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. Or go to our website, techtools.net, T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. Yeah, it's spelled the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's kind of nice coincidence. But yeah, go there and, and, and uh, become a producer um, or, you know, which allows you to send stuff in email us, whatever. Just uh, reach out. Let us know what you think. Yeah, we have no pride. We're begging for money. <laughs> well, there's that too. Yeah, I was looking for my uh, my email. I don't think I have it set up on this machine, so obviously I've been missing some emails. Oops. Uh, have you gotten anything from the mailbag? Uh, nothing to uh, nothing to report. I mean, we get stuff. I, I get a few things, that, but they're like... But, but please don't read this on air. Yeah, I know. So that's all right. I mean, I appreciate it. I know don't get me wrong. I appreciate it. That Tom's been giving us an attaboy. Yeah. So. yeah. But he seems to be the only one. Uh, there's a few. All right. Well, we'll start it off since we did news last time. We're going to start with tech. Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? So the first thing that I've got is Elon Musk pulls his Twitter followers to ask if he should sell 10% of his Tesla stock. To pay taxes. Yeah, to pay taxes. Tesla CEO and wealthiest person in the world, Elon Musk, tweeted out a poll on Saturday asking his Twitter followers. Easy for you to say. Yeah, I know. Twitter followers whether he should sell 10% of his stock in the automaker, abstentiously paying more tax. Quick question. Yeah. Should Twitter followers be called twits? I think that's Leo's area, Leo Laporte's area. He's got that twit. <laughs> ah. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, you know what the best thing about Twitter is? Not being on there it. There you go. So anyway, much has been made lately of unrealized gains being means of tax avoidance. So I propose selling 10% of my stock. He tweeted. (laughs) 
It's in quotes like he said this. It's mm-hmm. a tweet. I, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. My mind's about to break on that one. He said in the subsequent tweet that he would abide by the results of the poll, whichever way it goes. By Sunday morning, yes replies will be leading with 57% more than 3.1 million votes. Um, okay. He's currently worth $292 million, billion. Yeah, this is nothing. This is, <laughs> this is, he could do this and not even notice it. This is like us going to the store and buying a slushie. Yeah. Hang on. Uh, and getting it on sale. Yeah. <laughs> well, he does have that uh, rental car order that is supposed yeah. to be coming through pretty soon. It has, yeah, Hertz, yeah. Hertz just, yeah, they ordered, what was it, uh, 100,000 Teslas? Yeah, 100,000 of them. Wow. I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd want to rent one. Well, because I'm, I'm probably sure I'd go more than 250 miles. Exactly. I mean, and then you got to look for charging stations. Because if you're renting one, generally that means you're traveling. Yeah, but, but look at it this way. If he does that, that really puts them into the mainstream. Yeah. And then Hertz is going to want to put in charging stations. And so that infrastructure spreads. Well, you know, the new infrastructure bill uh, has a lot of different uh, parts to it dealing with highway improvement, safety you know, things of that nature. So I wonder if they've built in charging stations to the infrastructure bill. <laughs> yeah, we'll be getting to that. But how much uh-huh. of that infrastructure bill is infrastructure rather than mm, pork? Yeah. Uh, oink. Oink. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that. Anyway. Well, good on you, Elon. Everybody knows I'm a fanboy of Elon. Hey, you know, you could donate that 10% to me. I, I wouldn't mind a bit. I'd be all right with that. You know, 1%. 1%? 1% of his shares. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I'm not going to be greedy. <laughs> no, no, I'm not greedy. Um, I think I could uh, definitely live rather comfortably on that. I could definitely pay my bills. Well, what's on your tech agenda? Well, back to the Zuck. Mm. You know, we he's always in the news cycle now. Um, it seems like for the last six months or so, he has always been in the news cycle for something. Well, I don't think that's for by the last a- year or so. I don't think that's by accident. I don't either. You know, there's a lot of people who say that uh, any publicity is good publicity. Well, Facebook's uh, newly rebranded parent company, Meta, uh, announced plans to discontinue its decade-old face recognition system and delete a massive trove of more than a billion users' facial recognition templates as part of a wider initiative to limit the use of the technology across its products. So essentially, what that means is, uh, you know how when you post a picture to Facebook and it says, do you want to tag this person? Yeah. You're not going to be able to do that anymore. Or it's not going to tell you that or ask you that anymore because it's not going to know who that person is. Oh, man. I, I, I never use that because I'm not on Facebook. But anyway. Oh, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have not used Facebook in five years. Mm, mm. Um, and my life is so chip. much. You should pick up a chip for that. My life is so much better for it. Although, ooh, ooh. We're in a chip shortage, so you probably won't be able to find one. No, definitely not. Uh, But trust me, my life is so much better. There are so many people that I would like to see. Just, okay, everybody that hears this, 
I mean, in the co- of course, this is if you want. Mm-hmm. I can't monitor anybody, <laughs> but we're not the government. We don't monitor you. <laughs> stay, stay off any social media platform: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. For one week. Yeah, that's it. One week. Try, try a weekend. Do you it know? for Lent. Yeah, something. Just try it because that's what that's how it started with me. I was like, you know what? I just need to stick, stay away from this stuff for a week or so. And once that week was over, I was like, mm, eh, I'm okay. Let me uh, try another week. And then it was a month. And then it was like, screw it. I don't ever want to go back. See, I had this problem way back in the day. You have a lot of problems, Scott. Well, I do. But uh, I had this particular problem way back okay. in the day. Uh, and what it was, I was on this BBS and became totally addicted to it. Way back in the day. Way back in the day, terminal emulation. So, oh. yeah, good stuff. Uh, way before HTML. Uh-huh. And I got so addicted to it and so obsessed with it, I actually pulled my 56K modem out of my computer and gave it to somebody for a month. Wow. To hold for me. So, I would not be tempted. And I was working third shift at the time. Uh-huh. So, there wasn't a. You know, back in the early 90s, you didn't have as many entertainment choices as you do now. So anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, I, I've been through that online addiction before to know that. And that was before algos, before they were manipulating your brain. Right, right. And I know that that can be very detrimental to any lifestyle, which runs into my next story. Uh huh. Well, um, it says, <clears throat> what I have here says Facebook's discontinuing of the program comes in the wake of sustained privacy and ethical concerns raised by the use of facial recognition that could be abused to target marginalized communities, further racial oh, it's bias, racist. <laughs> it's and normalize intrusive surveillance. Yes, it is. Because it leads to government bans across a number of cities. In such as Boston, San Francisco, New Orleans, and Minneapolis, among others. In May 2021, Amazon announced it would indefinitely extend a moratorium on a law enforcement's use of its facial recognition systems. So essentially, they're saying that random pictures can be captured in some of these cities, in marginalized communities... And then, you know, if the picture happens at the same time as a crime takes place, then they can then use their facial recognition software to scan the crowd and then investigate each and every person that's there. You know, I've been saying this for years. We're going to have a certain amount of people that say, if you're not doing anything wrong, what are you worried about? And, and I always say, let's put a camera in your uh, video camera in your bathroom. Yeah. You're not doing anything wrong. Right. So what are you worried about? Yep. Well, that's just, that's just weird. Well, mm-hmm. following All you everywhere is, is yeah. just weird too. A lot of things that were not wrong five, 10 years ago are now wrong. Are now illegal. Yes. Yeah. Especially in some countries, it's getting really, really bad. Yeah, the company said it's making this change because of a need to weigh the positive use cases for facial recognition against growing societal concerns, especially as regulators have yet to provide clear rules. And we talked about that last week with Facebook having commercials that say, hey, we want rules. 
But people don't realize Facebook are going to be the ones that write those rules. Yeah, they're going to be the technical consultants on the rules that are getting written. And exactly. Going to be favorable to them. Exactly. Congress can't write these rules because Congress doesn't know technology. But so Facebook's going to say, hey, but we'll help you. We'll let you know what our technology is and what it does so we can help you write the rules. What that's going to do is it's going to crush any competition. Yeah. That's, that's what that's what all these big companies do. That's what do. Facebook has, is known for doing. Yeah. So is Google. Mm-hmm. Both of them are very well known for either buying out their competition or uh, duplicating their competition and crushing them. And matter of fact, I got a story on that later. But um, it says that Meta will maintain the use of its face recognition in services that help gain access to a locked account, verify the identity in financial products, or unlock a personal device. And it doesn't rule out incorporating biometrics into its emerging metaverse business. Mm. So if it's going to delete this whole trove of information, how are any of these services going to work? They're not going to delete it. No. Well, oh, let me they'll, they'll hold delete on. Their, they'll delete the access to it. Uh, no, no. Hold on. What? Hold on. Go ahead. What they'll do is they'll copy it over to Meta, uh-huh. and then they'll delete their copy. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> and then technically they deleted it. And even if they even if they wiped out every instance of it that they have online right now, there are backups. Oh, yeah. And there are backups of those backups, and there are backups of those backups of those backups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that information is not gone. It's just like I've said before, when you delete something on Facebook, you don't actually delete it. It does not get deleted. You have just checked a flag that says you can't see it anymore. Well, I got an idea. So all this Uh news about Facebook, just like Uh all the news about COVID-19 is making people tone deaf. Yeah. And then that way you're not so surprised when this when stuff gets passed through, you're not going to be surprised. You're going to be like, oh, okay, okay. It becomes white noise. Yeah. And it's like when you fight with somebody constantly, the fights become white noise after a while. Mm-hmm. If you work in a toxic environment, eventually you get used to it. Yep. That is my conspiracy theory on this whole deal is they're just creating a bunch of noise that you have to sift through to where even on this show, we're talking yeah. about Facebook every week. We do. We do. And it's become a white noise. I'd almost I'd almost prefer not to talk about Facebook at all. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, oh my God, it's just so, people need to know this stuff. They don't, either they don't know or they don't pay attention or they don't care. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's, it's a horrible, it, it is a cesspool. All social media even the federated stuff, to a degree, mm-hmm. it's all a cesspool. Now, it's, the federated stuff, not nearly as much, because there's no algorithms that are, um, you know, determining what you see and what you don't see. You know, m- most of these instances are just, you know, you see what people post in the order that they post it. You know, it's like social networking was when it first started. Well, both of us have been in the technology field over 20 years. Mm-hmm. I'll just say over 20 years. Yeah, we'll go with that. So we've seen this this type of stuff over and over again. The problem is that 
uh, we know how it works and we know what they're trying to do behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And that's all we're trying to bring to people's attention. Well, I do have something along that lines. All right. So more meta bag. I mean, face Uh, (laughs) (laughs) flea bag, flea bag. Yeah. Facebook is reportedly aware of the level of problematic use among users. Okay. Get ready for your duh moment. Yeah. Uh, Facebook's own internal research is telling on itself. Now you can trust us. We're the Facebook. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Found that one in eight of its users reportedly compulsive social media use that interfered with their sleep, work, and relationships. Here, duh. Uh, yeah. What the social media platform calls problematic use, but is more commonly known as internet addiction. You know, along with what oh, I yeah, said before, yeah. social media platform had had a team focused on user well-being <laughs> with <laughs> two people, which suggested ways to curb problematic use, some of which were put into place. But the company shut down the team in 2019. Of course it did. <laughs> Look, the addiction is on purpose, folks. Yeah. The algorithms are controlling it. So it's it's like the lunatics running the si- asylum. They know what creates that dopamine hit that you don't realize you need. It's the same psychology as gambling or addiction. Yes. It's the same. It hits that spot. It's, uh, you know what? It, it Actually, it just occurred to me. It's the same type of addiction as an overeater. Overeater or shopping, even. Or shop, yeah. Because you People that, have a shopping addiction. It's that dopamine hit. It's that instant gratification. Yes. I got what I want immediately. Yes. And I need more. Yes. And let me look at stuff that is really bad so I can feel better about myself. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a head trip. It, it really is. And they know it and they exploit it. And, you know, I don't blame them for it. No. I, I mean, it's it's a good marketing campaign. It is. It's, it's definitely a damn good business model. Look at how, you know, how much Facebook and, or Meta, Metabog, whatever is worth. <laughs> Metaface. Metaface. <laughs> Metabog. All right. So if you have good self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And you are self-aware. Yeah, these aren't general problems for you, right? Now, I think that during the pandemic, this became a lot of people's lifeline. Yes, and that's why we're seeing so much of these problems start to pop up now. You know, though, I, I will say just, and this is anecdotal, um, my own experience. Uh, I like to go to restaurants, and I go. I don't know if I'd call it often, at least, you know, once or twice a week, I go to a restaurant, you know, I look around and I see people on their phones, you know, sometimes I see an entire family, every one of them on their phone. Okay, God. But I've actually been seeing less of that lately Mm -hmm. um, than what I did pre-pandemic. Now, I don't know if that's because, you know, people miss that, that human contact. So now they're engaging more uh, when they're out in public. Or, you know, it may, this may be just a fleeting thing, but it seems like it's less than what it used to be. I would certainly hope so. And if you look at the amount of noise, so let's, let's look. I, I know that people have stopped looking long-term at stuff. Yeah. And that's because of 
smartphones and the constant mm-hmm. barrage of entertainment that has yeah. kept us distracted. But if we look back 10, maybe 20 years ago, all right, well, let's take 9-11, for example. I remember that day well. Yeah. I had uh, a Nokia phone mm-hmm. at the time that you could text with a keypad. <laughs> yeah. And, and texting costs money yes. at the time. So you got charged per message. Yes. Which didn't make a damn bit of sense to me. <laughs> no. Because you could just call somebody and it didn't cost you anything. I mean, you, if you were on an unlimited plan, right. it didn't cost you minutes. Back then, I mean, you may have to make plans a day before. You're not just dropping in on somebody. Mm-hmm. You're not dropping on, in on somebody that day. Right. And people were a lot calmer back then. Because they didn't have this constant barrage. Now, CNN was there and and Mm -hmm. some of these other stations that are 24-hour newscasts, but pretty much you had to be in front of a TV. Yeah. So if you were out and about, you were focused on what you were doing. Right. And I think that that we've lost sight of that. And and it's really all that noise. I think it's, you hear people say it all the time, I'm just so tired. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just the the devices being constantly connected, being constantly fed information just wears people out. Yeah, of course. And a lot of people aren't getting as much sleep because, you know, the last thing they do when they lay down in bed is look at their phone and, you know, they scroll through and, and they may not be on there very long, but the, there's a um, part of the, the blue part of the ultraviolet spectrum comes through your phone and actually triggers your mind and uh, messes with your circadian rhythm mm-hmm. such that it's harder to fall asleep. And even if you do fall asleep, you don't get straight into the deeper sleep like you normally would. So I'll tell you about my personal situation. My personal situation is about an hour before bed, the phone goes on the charger mm-hmm. in my office upstairs, up in the second tier of the bunker. Yeah. So I am nowhere near that phone. I do not have a television in my bedroom at all. And we don't have, <laughs> almost messed up there. Uh-huh. We don't have internet devices in the bedroom. <laughs> um, just because of that is right. when I want my brain to be conditioned to when I go in the bedroom is there's only one of two things that I'm I'm doing in the bedroom. Either I'm sleeping or something else. But uh, that way, my mind is very clear when I go into the bedroom what it's for. Right. And in five minutes, five minutes, uh, Mrs. Dunlop, she, uh, she, she doesn't understand how I just roll over and go right to sleep. Right. I do the same thing. I, I, I lay down and... I'm asleep generally within five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And and I've designed my and, life you know, this I've, way. I've had people say, well, I use my phone as an alarm clock. Did you know you can buy an alarm clock? Yeah. <laughs> They're not expensive. They're, they are not. You They're, can buy a nice one for like 15 bucks. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we've, we've set healthy boundaries mm-hmm. for our digital lives. And being in IT, as mm-hmm. you are too, and active IT members, it's very important to kind of cut that off because we know the effects. We've been right. in burnout. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, I've done I've done thirty six hour days. You know, 
Oh, good Lord. Yes. Yeah. I remember some of those when, when something goes down and it is not coming back up yes. and you have to go into recovery mode. Yes. It is really about your mental health because yeah. your, your physical health, um, is going to deteriorate if your mental health deteriorates. Absolutely. And it causes all sorts of problems like addiction, food addiction, uh, stuff addiction, mm-hmm. you know, sh- shopping addictions, mm-hmm. gambling, things like that. I mean, a lot of these, and I'm not telling anybody how to live, you know, live no. however you want, but I'm just talking for me personally. This is how I stay mentally healthy is I, I, I set some clear boundaries. Right. One of the boundaries that, that me, me and, uh, Ms. Dunlop have is uh, if we're in the same room, our phones go face down and we do not pick them up. Period. Okay. Unless there's a call that comes in that right. we have to take. Right. And then one of us will leave the room with our device to check okay. that. Yeah. And that works good for us because there is no constant scrolling. No, no uh, finger calluses getting made, getting, <laughs> getting calisthenics. Yeah. Yeah. No calluses on, on the pointer finger scrolling through crap. Right. Uh, we, we just don't do that. And we've given each other the permission to say, Hey, get off that thing. Yeah. And we have an understanding. And with that, we have, uh, gotten along a lot better than some other couples that I see. Mm-hmm. They're constantly on their devices. It's like, what is so damn important? What is so damn important? I know, you I, can't put it down. I um, I live by myself, so you know I don't have I don't have to have that agreement with anybody. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know I'm not one to now. I have if my phone rings for a phone call, I will pick it up. Mm-hmm. If I get an email, now I have I don't know somewhere around twelve to fifteen email accounts, and you know there are various different things. I have one that is specifically for some of my clients to call in, or I mean to email in case of an issue that needs to be addressed. And if that has a specific ringtone, if that goes off, I pick it up. If I get it alerted for a text message or email from one of the other accounts, eh, I'll pick it up when I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I don't have to immediately look at my phone as soon as it makes a noise. Yeah. The bunker has various cameras that monitor the property around right. the bunker. Mm-hmm. I can't say that I don't pick it up to check that. I, I guess I could really, uh, being an IT guy. <laughs> have, you, have, have you put in the seismic sensors yet? Not yet, but uh, they're on order. But because of the chip shortage, they haven't got here yet. Um, Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. But the automated chain guns are in, in place. So okay. All right. we, we've hit some javelinas and, a, and a, uh-huh. a couple of armadillos thus far. No no people yet. <laughs> so. Do the armadillos have leprosy? Uh, I don't know. Apparently, I don't know if you've heard this. I, I read a story yesterday said that uh, humans gave leprosy to the armadillos, hmm. and now the armadillos are giving it back. Well, I don't have any pet armadillos. Uh, they're what we call rat on the half shell. They're not exactly cuddly. Yeah, yeah, they're not, they're not friendly. Um, so my phone does go off, and I could set a different alert. Which, which I should probably do uh-huh. that, that specifies that alert. Just you are, you are like, like a type of guy that knows how to 
do those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's finding the time uh-huh. <laughs> to do to do such things. And and that's the thing is I I really have boundaries on my work life balance. I am not what I do. Yeah. I am not what I do. I spent many years of my life um in my career and my whole identity was what I did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it took a long time to get out of that. It does. It does. And the chase for the almighty dollar as I get older becomes mm-hmm. less and less important. And my title at work mm-hmm. becomes less and less important. Yeah, I was always one to chase the, the money and the title. Mm-hmm. You know, one or the other. This will make me worth something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, well, that, that goes right back to that self-esteem issue that mm-hmm. you, we talked about it right at the beginning of this. So I'm happy with me. Okay. Well, uh, on on a more serious note, yes, uh, getting away from Facebag and their yeah, uh, I won't even talk about them later. Their uh, horrible business practices. The FBI has put out a PSA about an interesting crypto scam. Oh, crypto scam! The FBI, <laughs> the FBI is warning people of a new breed of scam involving cryptocurrency ATMs. Uh-oh. A con artist convinces a person to put cash into cryptocurrency ATM and then sends the purchased coins to the scammer after using the address stored in a QR code. Now, <laughs> if you're dumb what enough, the? if you're dumb enough to walk around and click on uh, QR codes with your phone without knowing what you're doing, you deserve to be scammed. I'm sorry. You just deserve to be scammed. I have no words. I, I, I oh my God. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> well, the- I can see, you know what though? I can see people, I can see a lot of people doing it because it's fear of missing out. They see yeah. a QR code. Oh, what's this one for? Uh, oh yeah. Let me scan it. And then it says, Oh, open this webpage. Okay. Let's see what it is. I might win something. I might get it. I might get a twelve cent coupon for my next slushy. This is an old scam, taking advantage of people who are looking for the next hot thing. Yep. Everybody has been looking at the meteoric rise of cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin. Mm. It's too late. <laughs> You're not jumping on that no, no. train. No, I mean you, you'll. I think you could make it a decent investment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to gain much, much slower than it has in the past. But I think it's going to be a fairly stable interest builder for at least the next few years. Maybe. maybe. I, think, I think I think five years from now, I don't know what's going to happen with that stuff. I still think that the government is going to put in stuff to where... I think so, too, but I think it's going to take about five years before that really comes to fruition. Yeah, you won't be able to change it into fiat currency, and that's going to be the problem. That's Mm -hmm. going to be the problem, is you're going to have it in its own entity, uh, and there could be infrastructure built around that. I don't know. I don't know. I was wrong on the whole cryptocurrency thing. I was, too. And when it first presented itself in about 2009, 2010... Uh, I looked at it and I thought, well, I could do this, but it's primarily being used to buy children yeah. on Silk Road. Right. And used for human trafficking, drugs, 
weapons, all kinds of illegal activities. Assassinations. Assassinations, yes. So I stayed away from it, and hell, I was wrong on it because it turned into something else. I could have got in at, uh, when it was first presented to me, I could have got in at about $100 a Bitcoin. Yeah. So it was like, um, I think it's the, one of the new ones, I think it's the Shiba Inu coin. Dogecoin. Uh, No, it wasn't Dogecoin. I think, I think it was the Shiba Inu. Somebody bought in early Mm -hmm. one year. He bought in for, I think it was $1,300. And one year later he was a billionaire, Mm. but he's a billionaire in cryptocurrency. Yeah. So how do you translate? How do you transfer that to something? Unless you can get it out of fiat into fiat, it's yeah. not worth anything. And that's you know that's that's, that's going to be the next thing. Uh, banks in Switzerland, Luxembourg, Cayman Islands, mm-hmm. these these tax havens that the billionaires use, they would be wise to set up some sort of uh, transference to transfer crypto into fiat currency in their banks, mm-hmm. which would be hidden. You know, these numbered accounts that you always hear about in the movies and, you know, that stuff's real. I think that would be a big business for them. It would. And all the crypto millionaires, billionaires, whatever you want to, trillionaires even, mm-hmm. they all went to Puerto Rico. Yeah. They're all living yeah. in Puerto Rico, fat and happy. Yeah. I know some of them went to Costa Rica. A lot of, a lot of people like to go to Costa Rica. Well, you can go to Puerto Rico because you don't pay federal tax and you don't right. pay capital gains, but it's still the U.S. Yes. Yeah. So you could do that, but those people have already gotten out of it. Yeah. They got out of it. They got their millions and billions and they're done. Yeah. They're not. See, that's what I've, that's what I've said. You know, some of these people, and I understand the game, mm-hmm. right? I understand, you know, he who... You know, Smelt dies with the, yeah. He who dies with the most toys wins. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I've been there. I know what that feeling is like. Mm-hmm. But now, I'm you know I'm a little over fifty years old. A little. <laughs> hey, yeah, a little. It's only only thirty or forty more than fifty. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, I'm at a point now where if I made a certain amount of money, I would say screw it. I'm done. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. I agree. You know, just, just cash out and call it a day. I have no interest in, in being, I just don't have that competitive spirit. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I do to some degree with some things, but not enough that it would keep driving me to continue building some fortune if I've already got a fortune. Yeah. Well, I, I may have checked out of Facebook a little too early. Didn't you have a photo story? I did, but we had talked about Facebook so much that I wasn't going to talk no, about please it. Continue. But I will anyway. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Good old Zuck. <clears throat> Excuse me. The founders of a uh, program called Photo, P H H H O T O, filed an antitrust lawsuit against Facebook. Well, actually against its new parent company, Meta, Metabog. Uh, The suit accuses Facebook of cloning and then crushing the app. It says that uh, actually Mark Zuckerberg himself downloaded the the app, used the app, cloned the app, (laughs) and started reselling it as his own, which then essentially crushed that company. Yeah. Because of the reach of Facebook. 
I mean, it, it, it pretty much defines antitrust. Mm-hmm. So I would like, I hate to see a good entrepreneur go down. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't mind. Cause he's not really a good entrepreneur. <laughs> um, he's not, no, he's a good entrepreneur. He's not a good guy, but, uh, you he's know, his own business. Partner. It, it, exactly. Oh, well, many times over. Um, so, you know, uh, Facebook and Instagram then embarked on a scheme to crush photo and drive it out of business in part by creating slavish code clone of the photo app. (laughs) Sorry, I can't help myself. I am no matter how old I am. I am still a 12 year old boy who gets the giggles from fart jokes. Hey, nothing like dick and fart jokes. Hey, hey. Any joke that requires, you know, a bodily function is funny. Maybe. <laughs> there you go. There we See, go. doesn't matter how old I am. I'm still a 12 year old boy. Uh, yes. Boy as in born with a penis. So yes, boy. So uh, yeah, Meta did not Im- immediately respond to the request for comment, but a Meta spokesperson, Joe Osborne told the times, This suit is without merit, and we will defend ourselves vigorously. See, that's the problem. Facebook has enough money to hire as many lawyers as they need. Oh, they can wait it out. It's it's, and wait it out. It'd be a it'd be a war of attrition. It it would be. Wait till you run out of money. Exactly, and then then it'll be a settlement, and it'll be pennies on the dollar. And you know, unless you have a lawyer who's willing to work on something like this pro bono, which they will bury that lawyer in paperwork. Okay, my spidey senses are tingling right now because I got to say something. Go for it. ESG. Yes. So ESG is the next carbon credit scam. Environmental social governance. Yes, and social governance is what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with these companies acting better. It has to do with implementing cra- woke crap Onto their employees with, uh, oh, there was one that, that uh, Miss Dunlop had to take, and it was called Blind Spots. Blind Spots? It's just another title for CRT. She had to take this compliance course. <laughs> Look, folks, these little compliance courses and policies that they put in are basically suggestions as I work in corporate America mm-hmm. and I actually design some of the policies for my department. Right. And they are a checkbox. If you think corporations have any soul, huh. you are sorely mistaken. Yeah, no. So when Facebook talks about all these social initiatives and, uh, Amazon talks about how they're making the world better for carbon, but their people can't go pee and they have to pee in a bottle. This is double talk. This is double talk. This is, hey, look, we did something. We checked a box and now we're going to keep screwing you like we did before. Yeah. So this is gaslighting to the nth degree. Yeah, of course it is. There's there's one at nth degree. The 80s called. They want their saying back. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, boomer. Yeah, okay, boomer. That's, that's pissing me off. I'm a, you know what? I need I need to just do a rant one of these days. Because uh, that's pissing me off, that whole okay, boomer thing. Just because I'm over 50. We're not boomers. Mean, neither one of us are. I know. Lectures. I know. But people will say something like that. 
to anybody over the age of about 40, maybe 45. And in doing so, think that it negates anything we say. Well, like, we don't know anything. Well, I can say, okay, loser, I'm a Gen Xer, but nice try. Yeah. Uh, that, and I'm just smarter than you are. Or, all right, see you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Snowflake. Well, speaking of crypto. Yes. U.S. government offers $10 million for bounty for information on the cl- colonial pipeline hackers. Aw, I thought oh. they had caught those guys. Yeah. Maybe not. In May, ransomware attacks shut down a pipeline carrying 45% of the fuel used on the East Coast. Colonial pipeline incident panic buying and heightened fears about the threat posed by simple hacks Uh to the national infrastructure. Uh Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is a private company. Mm -hmm. It is not infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not national infrastructure. It may be infrastructure, but here's where this article is wrong. This is not national infrastructure. This is a private company. Colonial Pipeline is a private company. For now. So it is not national infrastructure. I'm, I just got to stop there. Mm-hmm. But now the U.S. State Department is offering a bounty up to $10 million mm-hmm. to anyone who can supply the identity or location of the leaders of the groups yeah. responsible an outfit known as dark side. Okay. So 10 million of your tax dollars yes. is going to this when the stupid company could have hired the right it guys to get the job done for a lot less or just listen to their it guys and, but you know what they needed to protect themselves. Yeah, exactly. So you know, you, uh, this is this is too big to fail. Crap. Yeah. When the company won't do its due diligence and do care, and do care is where you fix. You know the problem, and you go fix it. Yeah. And they did none of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel sorry for Colonial Pipeline in the least bit. No, no, not at all. Because you can spend five hundred grand a year and make any place bulletproof. Oh yeah, even less than that. And and this is this is with one IT guy. Give him a budget of five hundred grand for information security, and you become bulletproof. Yep. Period. Yep. Period. That's and all there, you got. And there do. are a lot of. IT professionals that could do that job. And they probably lost that every hour. Oh, easily. $500,000? Easily. And what was the ransom they paid? Um, heck, I don't even remember. But um, anyway, mm-hmm. it's, it's ridiculous to me that these companies won't do their due care for cybersecurity. They won't do it. And I just went through a... <laughs> Federal Reserve thingy (laughs) conference on cybersecurity. And lo and behold, uh, they had a lot of insurance companies there, Mm -hmm. Zurich being one of them, and talking about their coverage and how their coverage for the last 10 years has been going down Mm -hmm. because companies are not doing their due care to get this done. So in their riders now, 
and I've seen these riders and I've had to comply to them in my corporation. Yeah. You have to meet a certain standard, which you should anyway. Yeah. And this is really forcing that these big corporations and even medium sized corporations to comply to get insurance. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I agree with that yeah. because the thing is, is let's not hire another IT guy because it's a cost center. Right. And I say IT guy and I, I mean cybersecurity expert, but yeah. really it's the IT guy who's going to have to fix it. Mm-hmm. And when I say IT guy, I hope that nobody takes any offense to that. I mean, I'm one of those high level IT guys as you are too. Uh-huh. And we're, we're very specialized engineers in mm-hmm. our field, but I just still call myself an IT guy. Yeah. Because, you know, when I'm in a conversation with somebody and they're like, what do you do? I'm an IT guy. Yeah. To sit there and explain to them what I actually do. I mean, I've seen them just glaze. Yeah, they glaze over and they're like, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. Well, it's like when I was looking for uh, topics to talk about for today's show, Mm -hmm. there were several that I thought were really interesting, but they would be way too... uh, intense for our listening audience. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, look, I'm, I'm not the typical IT guy. I understand that I know a lot about what I know. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of things that I don't know. That doesn't make me any smarter than anybody else. That just makes me good in my area. Yeah. And I'm fully cognizant of that. I do not think that I'm any better than anybody else. I don't think I'm any smarter than anybody else, but I have, a range of knowledge in my area that makes me indispensable to a certain type of client. Yeah. Yeah. And my point being is that's why we try to explain things is because we know that sometimes this is not your area. You may be a banker or a medical professional Mm -hmm. or, or you may drive trucks or whatever it is, which is all valuable skills. Those yeah. are things that I can't do. Exactly. Me, yeah, me too. And and I'm perfectly fine breaking it down. And that's what that's what our really our purpose is is to break this down to where people are well informed about the choices that we know that that get made. And you know, we we have medical professionals come in and tell us about the choices that they make in their profession that helps us better understand what they do. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, nobody's, nobody's up on a pulpit talking down to anybody, not on this podcast anyway. No, no, not so, at all. Um, but we try to break it down. And so this, this thing with the, the colonial pipeline, the only reason I went off on a rant with that is it was fully preventable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, they go for the low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. And again, I would bet, good hard-earned money that that entire ransomware attack was because somebody received an email clicked on a link they shouldn't have mm-hmm. downloaded something they shouldn't have opened an attachment they shouldn't have something along those lines something very easily preventable it was it was in the breakdown and they did not have the proper technical controls to stop it well the problem is people in in corporations that are not the it people mm-hmm they think that, you know, somebody that's really good with IT can stop it themselves or fix it themselves. <laughs> you know, no, it, the hackers out there are way too sophisticated for that. Could I personally 
stop and attack and and prevent against those attacks, things like that. Sure. Give me about $10 million in about 20 years and I could write it all by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is some really sophisticated stuff that, you know, it takes teams of people to write the software to prevent this stuff because there's so many avenues of attack. You know, one person can't do it. A team of people monitoring can't do it. You need the software packages that shield you. Yes. You know, such as firewalls and, you know, various other uh, intrusion detection services, you know, that will stop this stuff from happening. It's going to it's going to cost a little bit in the short term, but it will be a whole lot more in the long run if you don't do it. Well, perimeter security is really passe now, and yeah. not, not to not to belabor your point. Well, no, I was just I was um, just um, you know using that as an example. Uh, and I'm gonna say whitelisting programs, uh, Carbon yeah. Black being probably the best on the market. Right. Uh, with that, these things can't execute. Period. Yeah. And then having you know monitoring for insider threat. Because we monitor insider threat. We don't even trust our own people. <laughs> well, I mean, well, that's where most uh, problems happen. Yeah. So we, we monitor all of that. And it's not a big team. That's the thing that's crazy is it is not a big team. Mm-hmm. In my organization, we have not had malware nor a virus in almost five years. The, the first quarter of next year will be five years. Wow pretty impressive and that's a ton of endpoints yeah that's that's over 2500 endpoints that is that's really impressive and we've been in the news a lot about our growth and about about our company uh and, and nasdaq's recognized us and put out stuff which has made us even a bigger target oh yeah and we're still we're still flying high man i mean look like i said is is you, if you put $500,000 into it. Now use that. I <laughs> use that 500,000 a year. Right. If you put it in that, you become bulletproof. And then yeah. I know a lot of companies don't have that type of money. Right. But you look at the losses and the reputa- reputational risk that you take when you have to go mail out to your customers, your information has been breached. Look, man, that's yeah. why I don't do any business with target. I will yeah. not do business with nope. them. Because they do not value your information. No. And they got off scot-free. Yeah. They lost everybody's information. Yeah. And they got well, off they scot-free. Well, they had a secure security review like two years before that big hack happened. Mm-hmm. And implemented none, nothing from that review. Had they done it, that hack could not have happened. And they didn't give a crap about your information. No. And what happened to it afterwards. No, not at all. Didn't give a crap. Nope. Uh, the only thing they cared about was trying to make sure they retained as many customers as they could. Yes, because it's all about the money. So. It is. It um, absolutely is. You know who cares about your information? Walmart. Yeah. They care about your information. And they put the stuff in that they need to put into. Yes. So for all you uh, snobs out there who want to shop at Target instead of Walmart, yeah, well, you go ahead. Bad choice for your uh, security, but yeah, go ahead. It's funny. uh there's a town near where I live that fought for like five years to keep Walmart out. Yeah. And finally a Walmart was built there because their, their complaint was it was going to bring in their riffraff mm. and they don't want to have to shop at Walmart. They, you know, they have, it's a town with a lot of boutique stores and, you know, high end restaurants, things like that. 
And um, it's funny. You go to that Walmart now. Uh-huh. The parking lot is full of Jags and Mercedes and, you know, high-end Lexus. And, you know, it's all the people who are complaining about it are now shopping there. Well, yeah, of course. Pretentious people, they uh, they, they want to save money, too. Yeah. Because uh, they're probably living way beyond their means anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no Trader Joe's in your area, huh? <laughs> no, none yeah. of those. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I think of Trader Joe's. <laughs> Pay more for less. Uh, right up there with Earth Fair. <laughs> as, a, as they uh, say in the uh, IT market, uh, you, you couldn't pay more, but you can get better. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a little thing about Elon going back to Elon. Okay. Starlink delays orders by years for unlucky customers who played with the site's digital map. Uh-oh. Okay. I have no sympathy for these people. No. Uh, it was an exciting moment when Starlink rolled out pre-orders for satellite internet service in February since it can potentially provide faster speed and better service to those in rural areas with spotty internet access. But a single feature on the Starlink site has been causing pre-orders to be delayed by years, and there appears to be no fix in sight. An issue first spotted by Ars Technica. Let me break it down for you. Break it down. (laughs) What happened was uh, these impatient people who... And I put in my Starlink order about a year ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. I know what I'm getting into. It's going to be crappy service in the beginning. Uh-huh. I'm going to be the early adopter. Yeah, Bleeding edge. But I'm doing it to support the initiative. Yeah. I want this initiative to go through. And I think a lot of people do because I have been that person who has lived way out in the middle of BFE, Texas. Yep. I've had to use a cellular 3G modems <laughs> to do my business. Yeah, I've done it. So uh, not a fun thing to do, especially when you're having to tweak TTLs and things like that to get your service right. And and that's time to live for those people who don't know what a TTL (laughs) is. It's a lot of networking fuckery. Mumbo jumbo. So um, anyway, going through all that, having gone through all that, I realized the, well, and HughesNet was available at the time, uh-huh. which is crap. You it can't really use VPN on, on HughesNet because it's over 250 milliseconds yeah. of round trip time. You can't play online games. Uh, you can't do a lot of things with HughesNet, or at least you couldn't. I haven't checked into it in no, about still the four same. years. Still the same. And it's like the old AOL. You had to pay per gig. Yep. There, um, there are caps, data caps, and things yeah. like that. So uh, Elon put the money up for this whole thing, and I, you know, I put my money in supporting it. Having mm-hmm. said all that, some people who are impatient with it going, when is this ever coming out? When is this ever coming out? They went back on the site and tried to move their, their spot, <laughs> like next door and stuff like that, so uh-huh. they could try to get it quicker. Well, they were put at the back of the line huh? because Bummer. it's sequential. Yeah. So, boo-hoo. Bummer. Uh, I put my order in and left it alone, and I'm patiently waiting. Yeah, it's not like you didn't know it was, wasn't going to take a long, long time. Well, and it's taken even longer because of the chip shortages and the shortage of liquid oxygen. Right. Because they can't launch rockets. Now, I'll break this down. There is a certain density that they have to have 
for the service to be viable mm-hmm. at certain density of satellites. Earlier this year, they were launching a mission every week. Right. And that was 60 satellites a week. Yep. Now, they have a good bit of satellites up, but it's not a quarter. It's only a quarter of what they really need to go into full service. I think uh, 1,700, I think, is what we reported uh, a few weeks ago when they came out of beta. Yeah, yeah, which is, I mean, they're thinking 40,000 yeah. for yeah. full service. So having said all that, they don't have the liquid oxygen to launch these things right now. Right. And you haven't heard of any Starlink launches. You haven't heard any Starship One launches. Mm-mm. They just can't get the liquid oxygen to do it because of supply chain issues. Same thing with chips. They can't get the chips for the modem because of supply chain. So having said all that, give the guy a break. It's not <laughs> him. It's everything no. else. Um, you know, it, it, people want people have gotten way too used to Amazon same day shipping. Instant gratification. Yes. And so now you order something. If it's not there in three days, you get pissed. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Order it, order it sooner. Yeah. You know, or think back to Time Life Books and KTEL Records. Eight to six weeks yeah. delivery. Yeah. After you've mailed the check. <laughs> I mean, how many people remember developing pictures before there was even one hour photos? Oh, good Lord. You know, you had to drop it off at a drugstore, and then it was like three or four days before you had you got them back. Or those photo mats, so that there were yeah. those little huts that you dropped them <laughs> off. At. And then you had to look through them and make sure none of them were fuzzy, because you know you didn't know back. You had to take two pictures every time to make sure one of them came out. Oh yeah, it's fun. Okay, boomer. Enough with that. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> did you did you have something on Pegasus? I had nothing on Pegasus, but uh, you were talking about Elon. I have something that kind of relates to him. Mm -hmm. Former SpaceX exec says Blue Origin's lawsuit over NASA choosing SpaceX for a $2.9 billion contract looks desperate. Well, it's over, by the way. What's over? The lawsuit. I think I saw it this morning that it's over. It's done. Really? Yeah. This was uh, yesterday morning. Hmm. Might have to look into that a little bit more, but I think I saw it on the news this morning. All right, cool. Um, I hadn't seen that. This was like, well, you know, things do uh, happen quickly sometimes. Yeah, I think it's but, uh, SpaceX uh, to resume. Yeah, essentially, Blue Origin looks desperate over its SpaceX-related lawsuit. Uh, former VP of, of uh, Elon's company said, Blue Origin filed a lawsuit, actually lost a lawsuit against NASA, over SpaceX winning the $2.9 billion contract. They're, uh, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, they lost the lawsuit on Thursday mm-hmm. over NASA's decision to go with uh, SpaceX to land humans on the moon with its Starship spaceship. So this is a month, months-long legal battle between the two space firms. They've uh, initially filed a protest in April over the contract. Then... Amazon or Blue Origin or whiny ass Bezos and his penis rockets uh, offered to cover up to $2 billion for the first two years of production of a moon lander. Uh, Then it also posted infographics on his website describing SpaceX Starship as immensely complex and high risk. No, he's just Uh, doing it better. 
He's doing it better. Bezos is just a whiner. Yeah. We need, yeah. you know, we need a good uh, whiner audio yeah, file I of something. We have to find something for that. Well, yeah. So I found this in the in the register. Um, Though he could be bitch pudding. <laughs> so it is possible for Jeff Bezos to lose. Court yeah. dismissed Blue Origin complaint about moon contract awarded to Elon Musk. <laughs> the U.S. court federal claims has dismissed Blue Origin's complaints that NASA unfairly awarded the $2.89 billion Next Generation Lunar Landing System uh-huh. contract to SpaceX. Well, you know what? They need to stop with the lawsuits and all this. We need to get going because China, in I, I believe it's 2024, mm-hmm. is going to start building a uh, lunar expedition site. Moon base. Yeah, an actual moon base near the south pole of the moon. Uh, And they're going to do it in situ, which means they're going to use materials on the moon Mm -hmm. to build it. So it's not like they have to fly a whole bunch of stuff up there to do it. Man, we better get on the ball and quit. Yeah. Have these um, millionaires quit fighting about who's doing what. He said, uh, it looks pretty desperate if you ask me. He said, Hans Koenigsmann, who worked with Musk for 19 years, suing is always the last resort. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I just want them to get going with it. That's all I want. I want to see us, you know, I'm ready for us to get back in the space race. Yeah. You know, it's been a long time since uh, any of that stuff was going on. Look, that bald midget, he uh, he's just mad that he's been doing it longer and Elon's just and done apparently it better. worse. Elon's just done it better. Yeah. And he's not really interested in being popular. No. Bezos is. Yeah. He's doing, he's, he's being crappy to his workers, but he wants everybody to think he's good. And, you know, he flew to that climate summit. Uh huh. <laughs> and his private jet. Of course he did. His, uh, his G7. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't think he's really worried about the environment. He's worried oh, about being not. popular. Yeah. He wants to look like he is, you know, or you see Amazon commercials and, by 2024, they're going to be, you know, completely carbon electric, neutral. carbon neutral electric vans. And, uh, yeah. Um, what are the trees going to eat without all that CS2? You know, that, CO2? I was going to, I was going to talk about that. Yeah. You know, you know, they need CO2. We will mm-hmm. kill off our forestry. The, the, I saw a report not too long ago that the earth is greener now than it has ever been. I mean, greener with trees yeah. and foliage because of the carbon emissions. Yes. Um, matter of fact, there was a report, uh, I guess it was about a year ago. Mm-hmm. I remember reading that the world has one third more forests or forest acreage than what it had in uh, the late 1800s when they first started recording it. Can you say gaslighting? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Al Gore needs some money, man. Yeah, he does. You know, because in 2014, you know, everything was supposed to die, according to Gore. Yeah, yeah. Um, Still here. (laughs) I think he missed. Still here. Kind of like he did in 2000 with the election. He missed. Yeah. 
Well, and they, they, they wouldn't let Greta Thornburg into the uh, climate. <laughs> Greta Thornburg. She had to stand out in the parking lot and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and, and got vulgar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Dropping F-bombs. And she's turned into, in her own mind, she's turned into a rock star. Yeah. Well, I, I saw that that uh, singing that she did. And it was did you like see the a, video of her singing and dancing? Yeah, that was like uh, two cats uh, oh, it was bad. fornicating. It, it was bad. <laughs> you know, she... Yeah, I'm no great dancer. No. But I can keep rhythm to a degree. I can't. I can, I can, I know that the beat is on the down, you know, the step is on the downbeat. Yeah. You know, not the upbeat. Uh-huh. She's backwards. You know, it's like, have you ever watched a movie where, or, or something where, you know, everybody's clapping in rhythm with a song and there's that one guy <laughs> clapping the exact opposite rhythm? That's her. It's Elaine from Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> Monkey meat uh. football. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for the news. All right. So the Mad King finally got it done. Infrastructure passed. Oh, boy. Time to spend some cash. <laughs> Joe Biden. Lots is, of cash. Yeah, Joe Biden is standing by his partisan reconciliation package saying he believes it will pass both the Senate and the House. Uh, did he say that? <laughs> I, I don't know what he said. He doesn't know what he said. I don't think he knows what was in it. <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, I'd like to see the breakdown. Did you have something? Well, I um, I saw some, you know, I've read a lot of different reports. I've been looking for a breakdown. I'm not going to read the whole bill. Yeah. It's huge. It's massive. No, no, no. It's bigger than War and Peace. Well, they do that so people don't read it. Yeah. Well, TLDR. You can't, you can't pass it till you read it. Yeah. No, Thank you, you, you Ms. Pelosi. You can't read it till you pass it, you mean? No, 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 no. You can't. Oh, no, yeah. You can't read it till after you pass it. Yeah, That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I've, I've read a lot of reports on it, and, you know, they talk about the... Uh, you know, what's being spent on what, $110 billion on, uh, you know, roadways and trains and, and different things. And Biden wanted, uh, what was it, $165 billion for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually Biden's plan was $2.25 billion, or sorry, trillion, trillion with a T. Yep. Where they passed was $1.72 trillion. Uh, or sorry, one point two trillion is what they passed. Mm-hmm. Um, everything I've read adds up to five hundred billion of it. Hmm. So that means there's seven hundred billion nobody is talking about. What they're talking about is five hundred. They're not talking about seven hundred. That's well over half. I'm pretty good at math. Yeah, I'd like to see where that I want to know where seven hundred billion dollars. You know most of that is gonna be pork. Yeah. You know oh, special interests and all the things that every single one of those Congress people ran against. Payoffs and contractors and things like that. Yeah. Yep. We are against all the special interest groups. Mm-hmm. They all say it. They all say it. And yet where did that seven hundred billion go? That's what I want to know. Well, I'm half tempted to start reading that that bill. Want to go into organized crime? Would that be government or 
private. <laughs> is the private sector or public sector of organized crime? Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It is just, it's nuts. Well, and we talked about last week, the $600 uh, gig economy yeah. where they were going to start monitoring transactions of $600. Now, for those of you out there that think they only monitor transactions of $10,000 or more, no, you would be wrong. Mm-hmm. Your transactions are monitored at $3,000 and anything that looks like structuring, which means anything else. Yeah. Now, what does that $600 mean? That $600 means that the systems that are in banks that have been there since 9-11, they're there and they're watching your money. Anything over $600 is going to get reported directly to the IRS. Yeah, of course it does. Directly. So if you think Biden's taxing the rich, think again. Yeah, um, that's why they're wa- they want to watch for smaller amounts so they can tax you. Yes, you know they want to tax those people who are making less than four hundred thousand dollars a year. Even though he said that would never happen, uh, yeah, he's doing a lot of things that he said would never happen. The people who pay a majority of the taxes are the people who are the majority, which yeah. which are not the one percent. No, we're the ones. You and I. Yes. The middle class folks, mm-hmm. we're the ones who pay the taxes, the bulk of the taxes. And the company, or well, the country couldn't run without us paying the taxes. Right. Because they couldn't give everybody else a break, I guess. <laughs> the people who don't pay the taxes. Yeah. So we're the majority in this country. We have to pay a bulk of the taxes or the country wouldn't run. So we're running up all this debt. And it's like kids in a candy store now. And they're mm-hmm. running up all this debt and they're handing out all this money to contractors. And if you think this money is not going to their buddies, you don't know how government works. No, of course not. And I say their buddies, and I'm talking Republicans and Democrats. Mm-hmm. They're all on the take. Yeah, of course. And I think, and I've said this before, I think there are people who get into politics for a purely altruistic reason. Mm-hmm. But they find they cannot stay in politics if they don't become part of the corruption. So I think some of them think it's a justified amount that they're doing so that they can do good. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't do this, I won't get I won't be able to do the work of the people. Right. And to in all fairness, that's the way Washington is designed. Yeah, it is. So you got to scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was a time that all Congress people, Senate and uh, House of Representatives, all of them were volunteer positions. They weren't meant to be full-time jobs. So we've just saddled the two next generations. Yes. With an amount of debt that, I mean, we just keep writing checks we can't cash. Mm-hmm. Kiting checks at this point. For what? To raise inflation. Well, that's up there. What uh, meets uh, 17%, and that's beef, 17% inflation on that. We right, right now, we have the highest inflation we've had since Jimmy Carter. Well, this is Jimmy Carter 2.0. Yeah. Uh, 
is worse. Well, it is worse. I, I, I would agree with that. But so, yeah, there's that. That passed. <laughs> so uh, all you people out there looking for help, that's not going to come for you. And while, you know, while, while we're doing that, federal appeals court temporarily halts new Biden vaccine rules for companies. The rule announced on Thursday require most workers to be vaccinated or tested weekly. Uh-huh. A federal appeals court on Saturday issued a stay against Biden administration's vaccine rules for U.S. companies. The new rule announced Thursday requires workers at businesses with 100 or more employees to be vaccinated against COVID-19 mm-hmm. or submit to weekly testing. And, and might I add, that is at the company's discretion. Yes. That the testing is. Right. The rule requires affected companies to provide paid time for employees to get vaccinated and ensure any unvaccinated employees wear face masks at work. The deadline for the meeting meeting the provisions is January 4th, 2022. They shell this off to OSHA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I downloaded that OSHA guidelines and it is unreadable. Yeah. Now there are a couple of things that I did point out. Was it 14,000 per incident that OSHA is going to charge you? Yeah, that's what I read. Yeah, and this is this is one of and then and then like one hundred and forty four thousand for companies that don't comply. Biden just said that he was going to raise the fines in OSHA to help pay for these taxes. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to pay for his one point two trillion dollar infrastructure plan. Yeah, uh, the, that's not going to cost any money. Look. And let me make clear, because mm-hmm. I've had some people listen to this podcast, and they somehow interpreted I said COVID was a scam. No, that is not what I said. Yeah. COVID-19 is real. Yes. It is a real virus. Yes. Much like the flu. Yes. As a matter of fact, a lot like the flu. Yes. <laughs> so much like the flu. The flu disappeared because they were calling it COVID during testing. Yes. But anyway, I'll, I digress. <laughs> um, the scam part, this is a scam. Yeah. The infrastructure built around COVID-19 is a scam. I would say 90% of it. And everybody making money off of this is scamming you. A lot of them, they, they say they're scamming the government, but it's scamming us. Yeah, it's our tax dollars. Yeah. It's like, you know, we talked about last week where if you go in and tell uh, your doctor you're not vaccinated and you don't want to be vaccinated, if he then convinces you to listen to him tell you about the benefits of the vaccine, he can then charge the government uh, under Medicaid $500. Per instance. Per instance, yes. Yeah, I'm sure there's no fraud going on there. No. But... At the same time, a U.S. federal appeals court appeals court issued a stay Saturday, freezing Biden's administration's efforts to require workers at U.S. companies with at least 100 employees to be vaccinated against COVID-19 or be tested weekly, citing grave statutory and constitutional issues with the rule. Uh, that ruling came from the United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit um, after numerous Republican-led states filed legal challenges against the new rule, which is set to take effect on January 4th. 
So, yeah, there is the, uh, he brought up the new rule, and immediately the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, federal court, uh, said, no, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah, because uh, it's unconstitutional. Yes. <laughs> and what is the job of the president? It's not to keep us safe. It's to uphold and protect mm-hmm. the Constitution. That is the president's job. Yes. It is written down. Go look it up if you don't believe me. Yes. Um, now, can states do it? Yes. Yeah. The federal government cannot do it. Uh, in a statement, Solicitor of Labor, Seema Nanda, said the Labor Department was confident in its legal authority to issue the rule, which will be enforced by the OSHA. And then she says uh, that the Occupational Safety and Health Act, OSHA, explicitly gives OSHA, the, OSHA gives OSHA, the authority to act quickly in an emergency where the agency finds that workers are subjected to a grave danger and a new standard is necessary to protect them. We are fully prepared to defend this standard in court. This is a totally, completely, 100% new standard on a new paradigm of what OSHA is and what OSHA does. Yeah. Going along with that, Uh another story, Build Back Better will raise the price of OSHA violations by thousands of dollars. Yay. Reports on Friday indicates Democrats' $1.7 trillion spending proposal would bring OSHA violation fines up to $70,000 and, in some cases, $700,000. Nice. Earlier this week, Biden unveiled an executive order forcing businesses with more than 100 employees to enforce vaccine mandates or face penalties. Here's the scam, folks is what they're going to do is they're going to start fining people into Mm -hmm. compliance. Yeah. They're going to fine them into compliance. Money talks, BS walks. Yes. And they're going to use that money and they're going to line their own pockets with it to pay for all this money that they just spent. And, you know, it's it's funny. I don't know if funny is the right word, but um, it was de Blasio, I think, when, uh, you know, they're coming out with the mandates for the city workers Mm-hmm. And he says, and now we're seeing that so many people are more encouraged to get the vaccine. <laughs> They're not encouraged. This is this is blackmail. Yes. This is straight up extortion. It is. This is extortion at the mafia level. Mm. This is paying paying protection to the mafia. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same scenario. Well, people are starting to wake up to this crap. Yeah. I mean, this covers 1.9 million private sector employers and 84.2 million workers. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Something that's supposed to keep you safe. OSHA is supposed to keep you safe from the corporations yes. that, that value money more than life. Yes. That's their job. Yes. I've never had a problem with OSHA before. I have not. Either. I still don't have a problem with OSHA. I have a problem with this. Yeah. And and you guys know that once they put something into act, you can't undo this. No. No, it will continue. It's the same thing as uh, a toll, right? They build a roadway and they put in a toll mm-hmm. and tell you that, you know, once it's that toll is going to pay for that new roadway. Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. And then once that. Uh, is paid for, the toll will go away. And it never does. Never does. Usually goes up. Yep. Well, this one out there is for my 
rule following friends, mm-hmm. you get pushed a little bit and you comply. Then mm-hmm. they're going to push you again. Then you're going to comply and you're going to keep complying until they have everything. Eventually they come for me. Yep. So do whatever you want with that, folks. But this big bill that just got spent by uh, the people in Congress and the House, I don't. We're letting it happen. <laughs> we get the government we deserve, yeah. and we do. And I and I I fully agree. Uh, we get the government that we allow to do what it wants. You know, it the government will only do what we allow. Mm-hmm. And right now, we're allowing it to do anything it wants. We are allowing our federal government to become completely authoritarian. Oh, yeah. And we're welcoming it. I say we as a populace, but, you know, at least enough people are welcoming it that it's allowing it to, or not enough people are standing up and saying something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are just not my problem. They're They're... Bitching about gender and gay and trans and LGBTQ plus hashtag. And that leads into my next story about uh, Putin. Please do. Good old Vladimir Putin, our buddy in Russia, Um, which. Russia, Russia, Russia. (laughs) Yes, Jan. Uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin launched a tirade against new Western values in his speech at the annual Valdai Discussion Club in Sochi late Thursday evening. Putin outlined his view of Russia's ideology as a counterbalance to what he derided as cancel culture, reverse racism, and the monstrous forcing of transgenderism onto children. Oh my God! He says, uh, we're, oh, 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 "I got a whole lot. I got a whole lot of quotes from oh, this speech." Hold on, let me. Let yeah, okay, let go me ahead. Stop you right there. Comment on that. Uh-huh. So, oh, I'm going to expand on it. It first happened with Bill Maher. Now it's happening with Putin. I'm starting to agree with these folks. Yeah. Well, it's funny. We've always been at opposite ends with uh, Russia, mm-hmm. at least since what 1917. Uh, prior to that, I'm not sure. We worked with him in World War, We worked with Stalin in World War II because of the threat of Nazism. But, you know, we were kind of playing both sides on that one, you know, just to see where we could end up. Yeah, that was an enemy of my enemy is my friend. Exactly. Situation. Exactly. Uh, matter of fact, uh, it was Patton, I believe, that said we needed to keep going uh, in World War II until we took Moscow. Mm-hmm. And I don't disagree. But... I digress. Putin says, okay, here's, here's just a few quotes from his speech. We're surprised to see things happening in countries that see, that see themselves as flagships of progress. The struggle for equity and against discrimination turns into aggressive dogmatism verging on absurdity. Opposing racism is a necessary and noble thing. But the new culture of abolition turns into reverse discrimination. Here in Russia, the absolute majority of our citizens don't care what a a color a person's skin is. And most people don't anyway. No. Well, most people here didn't until, oh, somewhere around 2010. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing right around there is when it started to change. 
and now it's coming to full fruition. He says, people who dare to say that men and women still exist as a biological fact are almost ostracized. Not to mention the simply monstrous fact that children today are taught from a young age that a boy can easily become a girl and vice versa. Then he gets racist. He says, let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> Spooky. Yeah, he says, let's call a spade a spade. This simply verges on crimes against humanity under the banner of progress. He could almost win the presidency here. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe he said such things as such violence. I know. I, well, I feel violated. Think of the children. <laughs> Finally, somebody is. And he's not an American. Yeah, he's not taking them. Uh, well, I mean, did you see the one where they took the took the kids on a field trip to a strip club in Florida? No. Ugh, let me find that one. Oh, my God. Go ahead, comment on that. I'll find that. Um, but, well, I mean, essentially what he was saying in a lot of this was, hey, America. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't a strip club. It was kids to a gay bar. Oh, even uh, awesome. Um. He, essentially, Putin was just saying, hey, America, we have seen this exact thing before. It happened during the revolution. And then communism came in. And then everything turned to shit and we killed many, many, many million people. And then we sent many, many, many million more to gulags uh, so that they could do things like mining uranium. Mm. You know, do the jobs that people didn't want to have to do, you know, up in Siberia yep. and treat them like hell and beat them and kill them, you know, under the guise of collectivism. Well, the road of bones. Yeah. I mean, it's the Gulag Archipelago. Mm. Um, it was also seen in China. It was called the Cultural Revolution. You know, it sounds it's, familiar. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're going through now. We're just calling it different terms like cancel culture. Mm-hmm. You know, they saw cancel culture. They saw this anti-racism as, as it's being described today. They've seen all these things before and it was the complete destruction of their societies. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing and we're doing it now. Yeah, that's the problem. We People say all the time. If you don't learn history, you're doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. What's happening is we're learning history, but we're learning it through a very skewed viewpoint. Well, and also we're destroying it because it's racist. Yeah. They're taking Abraham Lincoln's name off schools. Yeah. Ridiculous. Well, speaking of ridiculous, latching up to what you just said, mm-hmm. Florida school board member under fire for a field trip to known gay bar. This happened actually uh, in in October, but I kind of missed it on my on my storyboard. Uh-huh. Florida school school board member sparked a social media freakout after she posted photos of a grade school class trip to a bar and grill known as an LGBTQ hashtag exclamation hangout. Ballard County school member Sarah Leonardi posted photos on her social media pages showing a Wilton Manors Elementary outing at Rosie's Bar and Grill, setting off a backlash that saw the governor's press secretary chime in. Well, any time when I was in school that we went on any kind of field trip, 
Mm-hmm. My parents had to sign a permission slip to allow me to do that. Was there no such thing with this? I wonder. Well, I don't. I don't know about and, that. And not to mention the fact, gay or not, I don't want you taking my elementary school child to a bar. To a bar, <laughs> exactly. Period. Exactly. I don't care if it's gay, straight, both. It does, none of that matters. The fact of the matter is. They took him to a bar. Well, here's the thing is it was all about virtue signaling. So here's of course. here's what she wrote on Twitter. I was so honored to be invited to chaperone the field trip to the incredible Rosies. The students uh. had a fun walk over and learned about our community. There are a lot of good places to take kids to learn about community. A bar is probably not the best. Yeah, uh, this was virtue signaling that backfired. (laughs) Look, it was, it's one of those things where just like in Virginia, you saw it in Virginia, uh, especially with Mm -hmm. this last, last election, Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of days ago, schools are telling the parents, you don't need to worry about what we're doing over here. Well, yeah. Um, Terry McAuliffe, who was who they thought was going to be the next governor of Virginia. Which I heard was a shyster and a half. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But he actually twice on record said that parents do not um, have the ability to have any input on what their children learn. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they would be wrong <laughs> on yeah. that one. So it's just another way that the state is indoctrinating children, like we heard with the clip that we played two episodes ago with the uh, Russian infiltration mm-hmm. and how, how they get them in the schools and they grow them like this no matter how their parents want to teach them. And now they're telling the parents that it's none of their business what their children are being taught. Yeah. That should concern you. It's getting to where they're changing the definitions of words so that when children learn things, they learn them differently than what we learned them, mm-hmm. than what everybody else have, has ever learned them. So if you change the definitions of words, it sounds different. It doesn't sound like your child is being abused. And that's what it is. It's abuse. Um, Bill Maher came out and talked about it in one of his monologues, said that, uh, you know, he pointed out some some of the words that have been redefined. Co-opted. Hate, victim, hero, shame, violence, survivor, phobic. Oh, I love that one. White supremacy. Like the, we just talked about Terry McAuliffe in Virginia, the lieutenant governor that won there. She, uh, a black lady. Both of her parents are immigrants from Jamaica, mm-hmm. and she won the lieutenant governorship, and they're calling her the black voice of white supremacy. Yeah. How many of those? They're gaslighting. Yeah. Gaslighting. Yeah. Exactly. They're making some of these words have no meaning because it's everything now. Yeah. Like white supremacy has no meaning anymore, really. Well, it's just like gender. It's whatever I want it to be. Yeah. You know, it's... Um, it's no, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not. It's not. It is not whatever you want it to be. It's the new speak dictionary. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, you know how hotels have the Gideon Bible uh-huh. in the in, in the nightstand? Yeah. I think they need to have a dictionary. Well, that's racist because it's Christian. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should put a dictionary there 
so that people can learn the actual definitions of words. Well, I don't know. Marion Webster's on a on a crash okay. course to wokeness. A dictionary from 2010 or before. Oh, okay. How's that? That works. Yeah, he went on to say that, uh, you know, that Democrats' hypersensitive woke BS pushed many voters to the Republicans and tears into the party for writing off half the country as irredeemable. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's true. What what I think's happening is that not in my backyard. We're all for it mm-hmm. unless it affects me. And then no 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 no. Yeah. Hold on, back off. Yeah. And that's what's happening. Even even some staunch Democrats are like, This is ridiculous. We're not doing this. You've gone too far. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at the Loudoun County incident that we talked about last week oh, with the girl God. being raped. Yeah. And then they just transferred the boy to another school where he did it again. Mm-hmm. A boy in a skirt because he's gender fluid, which is asinine. It's dress up. It's Halloween. It's asinine. Fl- gender fluid. No, 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 no. No, I, I mean you can you can try to get people to believe this crap, and and they can go ahead and believe it all they want. I'm not because you. you it's X or Y. That's what yeah. you got, man. Yeah. Exactly. That's what that's what you got. You can you can say I'm a <laughs> what is it a non-compliant snowflake, <laughs> but it doesn't make me one. I can say I'm a dog, but it doesn't make me one. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not gonna get out the secret co- decoder ring and try to figure out what the fuck you are. Yeah, it's just not gonna happen. You can have that. You can be mm-hmm. whatever you think you can be, but I'm not gonna recognize it. No, I don't have to. Absolutely not. It's not my job to figure out what, what the hell your messed up psycho self is today. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not my responsibility. I guess I, I don't understand it. And you ready for this? I'm not phobic. I understand. Phobic is from the Greek. It means an, an irrational fear of, like arachnophobia is an irrational fear of spiders. I, I understand it. It's, it's hands-off parenting is what it is. It's, it's the kid that says, I'm not going to eat what you're going to eat. I want chicken strips and French fries every night. Then you're going to go to bed hungry. Well, th- that's the way it was when I was a kid. But mm-hmm. these, these soft-headed, dumb children that believe that their feelings are actually important. Feelings aren't facts, folks. No. They, they have no effect on the outside world, how you feel about stuff. And guess what? Nobody cares what you think. Well, how about... Feelings are important to kids because you as a parent need to teach your kid how to deal with those feelings when they don't get what they want. Right. Instead of capitulating for everything Mm -hmm. or for most things. Yeah. Or eventually capitulating, you know, if they whine long enough. Yeah. If you let your kids run all over you as parents, then this is the kind of asshole that you introduced to society. You, you introduced, you created it. You created an entire generation of assholes Yeah, who think they're entitled to everything mm-hmm. and they can get everything their way. And if not, it's racist Yeah, or homophobic or whatever. Or transphobic or something else phobic. Um, yeah, I'm really tired of phobic. There's several words I'm really tired of. Phobic is one. Uh, actually, it's a suffix, but still. Yeah. Um, tired of that. Uh, challenge. Stop using the word challenge for everything. It's not a challenge. Stop using the word hero for people who aren't freaking heroes. Oh, my God. 
Uh, Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, Bruce Jenner. Oh, I just dead named him. Uh-oh. Oh, screw me. Oops. Unapologetic. Yeah. It was a dude for most of his life. Yes. We're going to go with that. Yes. So Bruce Jenner becomes a woman and in two months becomes a hero woman of the year after he killed two people. Yeah. <laughs> or killed one person. I'm sorry. Yeah, one. It was one person. Yeah. In a, in a car accident, uh, puts on a dress and all is forgiven. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Everything is fine now. Yeah. He became untouchable. He became a 70-year-old woman with a penis. Yeah. A dude in a dress. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, look, uh, when are they going to start doing this with race? I identify as a black dude. <laughs> Why not? What about uh, Rachel Dolezal? Yeah. The leader of the NAACP is a yep. white woman who... Who claimed to be black. Oh, all the liberals got snookered on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, hey, maybe I'm racial fluid. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Oh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. rolling away from this. Yeah, yeah. FBI raids two Project Veritas linked apartments over probe into Ashley Biden's stolen diary. Uh-oh. So Project Veritas, they, they must have got some hot stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, the FBI came and raided them. Huh. So questions have raised after reports surfaced that the FBI raided two locations associated with Project Veritas as part of the investigation into Ashley Biden's stolen diary. Okay. Um, um, all right. A couple of things is I read more into this beforehand mm -hmm. and it was two apartments of some of the reporters the fbi did uh no knock warrants and right. crashed their door in and came in got you know guns drawn to find ashley really? biden's diary yeah what yeah yeah no overreach of government here what's in that diary well that's kind of what i'm wondering um some of hunter's secrets maybe or maybe Ashley does some of the same things Hunter does. Yeah. Well, James O'Keefe said, I woke to the news of the apartments and homes of Project Veritas journalists or former journalists having been raided by, raided by FBI agents. It appears the Southern District of New York now has journalists in their sights for the supposed crime of doing their jobs lawfully and honestly. This comes after... The conservative website published dozens of handwritten pages from Miss Biden's diary ahead of the 2020 presidential election. O'Keefe said his website obtained the pages from a tipster claiming Ashley Biden had abandoned it in her room and maintained in the post ethical journalism. Yeah, so I guess if you have something against the wrong people, that they can just come in and shoot your dog and not that the dog was shot, but that's usually, if you have dogs, that's usually what happens. Oh, wait a minute. Was Hillary Clinton mentioned in the diary? No, because no one was suicided. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So since nobody died, it wasn't a Clinton operation. Gotcha. But it's, it's definitely a Biden operation for sure. Well, Biden is Clinton light. Well, no, Biden is Obama light. Biden is just, he's just Biden. He's Jimmy Carter heavy. Yeah, well. I don't know. He's definitely, definitely the worst. He's the worst choice of the, well, uh, second worst choice of the candidates that were ran in the Democratic primary. 
uh, Kamala was the worst one, mm. and she's now the vice president. I, I oh, don't. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. You, you said it. Dun, 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 dun. Bitch pudding. <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> Here's one. Uh, she, heels up, Harris. Here's one thing she never says. Get out of my vagina. Because that's how she gets promotions. Well, yeah. <laughs> Get in it. Which, by the way, is is not an African American. No, no, no. Her father's from Jamaica. Her mother's from India. That's right. But she's a woman of color. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like I'll go with climate change. Yeah. It changed from yesterday to today. Yesterday, the was climate 44. always changes. It was forty-four degrees, and now it's sixty-five. We are actually in a warming period. For uh, the Earth, we're like 12 degrees cooler than the average over the last several hundred thousand years that they can uh, measure. Well, see, that's the mental gymnastics there. They they change it from global warming to climate change because you can't deny climate change. No. Because summer begin, be, becomes fall, fall becomes winter. No, I've been, I've been thinking spring. about I had heard a really interesting take on, on uh, man-made climate change. And I think I've even changed my own opinion on it. But I, I, I want to write up an essay and send it to some actual scientists that I know. Mm-hmm. And uh, not climatologists, but real PhD, work for university scientists that I know and get their take on it. And uh, maybe I'll talk about that next week. I think that we are now starting to affect the climate by doing the things that, you know, Greta Thunberg <laughs> and her ilk tell us to do. I think that I think we're actually damaging the climate more now or change not damaging, changing the climate more now than we have ever. Yeah. Because of those things. But, uh, yeah, I want to run that by some actual scientists, see if my theories and the, actually the theories that I heard from, uh, from another guy, if they hold water. I think they do. I mean, standard physics. But, anywho. I'm sorry, I just woke up. What? Huh? What? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Get out of here. Where'd you put that bag, bro? <laughs> I get the munchies. Dude, you got a Reese's cup? Anyway, well, well, boy, well, that went too far. Going going along with uh, kind of the local thing, uh, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Oh! Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot cancels class in effort to get students vaccinated. Got to get the kids on this stuff, man. Got to raise them young. Chicago Public Schools and Beetlejuice Mayor Lori Lightfoot canceled classes for next Friday to give the parents an extra opportunity to get their kids vaccinated. In addition to cancellation announcement on Friday, Lightfoot said all city workers will also get two hours of paid time off to get their children vaccinated. With this holiday season approaching and vaccines recently scoring the approval for children ages 5 to 11... City leaders want all eligible students to get the shot as soon as possible. No, it's only got an emergency use authorization. That's right. That's not approval. No, 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 no. But if you say it enough times, it becomes truth. (laughs) I heard that uh, in Chicago, they're calling her Larry Lightfoot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
She kind of reminds me of, of Larry from the Three, three Stooges. Stooges. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where the reference is from. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know what the Three Stooges are, well, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Probably anyway. not. And yeah. you've never been a teenage boy. Yeah, get those uh, get those kids shot up. I can just oh, see. Uh, God. I see old Bill Gates, you know, wringing his hands together. It's all working out just as planned. Uh, yeah. Did you ever see that movie, Children of Men? No, I haven't seen that one. Oh, no. It'd be a good one to watch. Uh, let me write so. that down. I will have to check that out. Yeah, for some reason, the entire population of the world became infertile. Hmm. Huh. You mean one of the known side effects of the vaccination? Well, I, I actually, don't. it's 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 women that are becoming infertile. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything about men other than the well, unless you the black. Get a, unless you can get a throat pregnant with two dudes, <laughs> uh, probably not going to happen. <laughs> uh, I have heard the vaccination has caused black balls and swollen balls and prostate issues. Yeah. I um, know. haven't heard about infertility though. Oh, man, it's just, it, the whole world's going to hell. We're on express elevator to hell, going down. And we're going to report on it all. Yeah. Well, here's here's a good one for my home state. All right. So you've been wondering what to do with all these supply chain issues out there, folks. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all these containers laying around. Right. What should we do with the containers? <laughs> well, let's build a border wall. There with we them. go. Let's put them to good use. Texas is filling the gaps in the border wall with repurposed shipping containers, creating their own makeshift border wall. Oh, boy. Hey, man. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, I, I like that better than the stacks that they're building in L.A. out of them. Yeah, go, go Greg. Yeah. Greg Abbott, man. He's just unapologetic. I love it. They're they're saying that there's another set of caravans coming our way, mm-hmm. and I I just think it'll be a constant stream. You know, we reported yeah. last time what was it, three hundred and seventy seven billion this year spent yeah. on on the border. Mm-hmm. If we didn't spend that much building a wall, and now they've you know the news has went down there about the four hundred fifty thousand dollar payments. Oh yeah, that's that's I'm sure they're covering that just like the. We still have kids in cages, folks. Yes. They're still down there yes. in cages. Yes. And if you think they're not, you're a fool. You ready for this? Trump stopped it. Mm. And that's one of the executive orders that Biden canceled. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so, you know, talk about cutting your nose off to spite your face. Even the good stuff that Trump did. And I'm not saying all of it was good. No, no. But I'm saying even the good stuff that he did, Biden reversed it out of spite. Yes, absolutely. Like us being energy independent. How you liking those uh, $3.50 a gallon gas prices? I I was was flipping through the uh, TV uh, yesterday. I was going by, I think it was CNBC. And I stopped. The energy secretary was there and somebody interviewing her. And the interviewer said, uh, so... How long do you think it'll be before U.S. bumps up its own oil production? And this woman, the energy secretary that Biden put in place, busted out laughing. She could not help herself. She started laughing, 
And then she said, if only we could. And we did. And then, and then, and then quickly stopped as soon as she said that, realizing she made a gaffe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were there. We were there. We are, I am right now paying $1.50 a gallon more than I was a year ago. Yep. Hey, well. And that raises prices everywhere. Watch, uh, your heating bills, whether you heat with gas or electric, are going to be much higher this year than they were last year. Well, we heat the bunker with dead carcasses we find on the road. So well, that's cool. We got a roadkill power generator. Nice. Nice. <laughs> oh. Um, hey, remember uh, that school board letter that uh, the national president of the national school board sent to Biden to... Uh, oh, domestic have terrorists? The, have the DOJ, you know, investigate these domestic terrorists, uh-huh. these parents... They said something mean. They must be terrorists. I'm scared because they were mean to me. They called me names. They didn't agree with me. That's not fair. (laughs) Well, in the Monroe News, I'm not sure where that's out of. Monroe somewhere. Charles Milliken is a professor emeritus after 22 years of teaching economics and related subjects at Siena Heights University, wrote an article. And the headline of this article is National School Board Letter is... Self-pitying, whining, and threatening. I love it. I need to get a case of Vagisil for that one. Yeah. He says, uh, America's, he starts off with a quote from the, the letter. says, America's public schools and its education leaders are under immediate threat. No. Thus begins the National School Board Association's recent letter to the Biden administration crying out for help and criminal investigations of protesting parents at school board meetings and other, ready for this, heinous actions could be equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism and hate crimes constituting a grave threat to the functioning of school boards, teachers, administrators, and everyone else associated with our public schools. He probably wrote this as he clutched his pearls. Oh, I'm sure. And then after he was knocked down, they said, get up, Nancy, straighten your skirt. <laughs> you need to change your tampon? Um, he says, what's afoot here is an attempt to silence parents who are upset at much of what passes for education these days, such as critical race theory, which everyone knows has infiltrated our schools. This is coming from a professor. Uh-huh. Says, uh, which everyone knows has infiltrated our schools. Well, he's about to lose his tenure if he said that. It's supported by teachers unions and is denied by the school boards as propaganda. Gaslighting 101. Any groups showing up at school board meetings to oppose this or any else, anything else, are hate groups. (laughs) Says uh, some know-nothing school board member? Yeah. Who cares? Yes. Who doesn't know anything? He's a national. Pre- he's the president of the National School Board Association, so he's not like actually on a school board. He's not sitting in these meetings. Um, I've watched many videos and heard many recordings from some of these uh, school board meetings, and I mean the parents are pissed, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. Oh yeah, especially after being told by Terry McAuliffe and others. That parents no longer have any right to choose anything that their children learns in school. Mm. The school board dictates that, and the parents have no input on it. That's bullshit. Oh, yeah. crap. 
That's bovine insensitivity. <laughs> Damn, I did it again. Um, these parents are passionate, sometimes animated, in their delivery to the school boards, but they're allowed to do that. There is no actual violence. There isn't even really, there, there have been a couple threats, and I do not condone that at all, but very, very, very few. Um, none of them have actually come to fruition. Most of it is just talk. And most of what's going on are just upset parents yelling at the school boards because the school boards will not listen to them. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you have a, uh, an idea and you're very passionate about that and you want to get convey that point and the person you're talking to won't listen? Mm-hmm. You get frustrated, you get angry, you yell. That's what happens. And the Supreme Court has actually said in public forums like that, that sometimes the language can even be caustic and it is protected. Mm-hmm. That is what we need. Freedom of speech is there to protect caustic language because we need that caustic language on both sides. I, I, I I'm not saying one side or the other. We need it on both sides to keep both sides in check. Just shut up and do what you're supposed to do, slave. All right. uh, Cover your ears, children. Fuck you, Scott. (laughs) Well, that's what they're telling us. They're telling us we need to to shut up, Mm -hmm. trust, Mm -hmm. trust, and untrustworthy sources. Yep. And shut up and get along. Mm Mm-hmm. Is what they're telling us. Yep. Yeah. Go go along to get along. No, thank you. No, absolutely not. And it goes back to what we were talking about before and the the new definitions of words, what kids are being taught, the histories that is that are extremely skewed. Well, for example, the 1619 Project Mm -hmm. from New York Times, which fantasy essentially said that the United States was founded, or the colonization of North America and the founding of the United States. So everything from 1619 onward was, um, the founding of the United States was founded on racism. What's that got to do with me? What's that got to do with me? The whole reason for the founding of the United States is for racism and, and slavery. And no, it's complete bunk, complete bullshit, Um, It's a nothing burger, but she wrote this article um, and then there were several other articles that came following afterwards. And after being pressed a long time afterwards, Mm -hmm. people started reading this and they started believing it. After being pressed, she said, yeah, I know I made the whole thing up. Okay, finally, I'll admit it. It is. But there are schools that are actually teaching this. Yeah. There are schools that are teaching the 1619 Project as fact. And yet, Trump, and now, don't get me wrong, I didn't, I don't know everything that's in the agenda. I know parts of it, and what I, what I have read, I agree with. He tried to push a 77, 1776 Project to the schools teaching patriotism, teaching things that we learned when I was in school. Mm-hmm. You know, we stood up, put our hand over our hearts, said the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, We recited it every single morning in grade school. These people who are, oh, I'm getting pissed. These people (laughs) 
who are in this country saying these things can only say these things because they're in this country. Exactly. If they had the utopian society that they think they want, they would not be able to say the things that they're saying right now. Well, this is the wrong speak theory. You know, yeah. speech needs to be controlled. That way we everybody can agree with us. It's a, it's a, it's a four-year-old mentality. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to be your friend if you don't do what I want you to do. Speech is murder. Yeah. I've heard that. Silence is violence, but speech is murder. Yes. Well, figure it out, folks. Which one is it? Well, okay. There is... Um, it's whatever you want it to be. This is how we've raised these soft-headed children. Yes. It's whatever you... You can be anything you want to be. I've got a degree in women's studies. I should get paid more than that welder. Why? You don't have a freaking useful skill. Just because you have a master's degree in it doesn't you know mean what? it's worth anything. You can be anything you want to be if you're willing to work hard enough to get there. Yeah. Um, and or you pay, have, or you pay have to... The, have, or you, pay the consequences for making the wrong choice. Yep, exactly. Or be heels up Harris and, you know, sleep your way to the top. But I thought... Oh, hold on. You said, it. It. You said it again. <laughs> Get out of my vagina. Dun, 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 dun. Bitch, bud. Blam. Blam. Does she even know what a border looks like? Uh, she's not visited it, though she is the border czar. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Bitch. <laughs> um, yep, I said it. Bitch. Well, I got one more thing before we close. All right, go for <laughs> one it. One more thing. Go for it before I blow a fuse. Oh, well, I don't know. This may not make you very happy. <laughs> Senator Paul. Uh-huh. Fauci continues to lie about NIH funding of Wuhan experiments. Oh, really? Fauci lied about something? Check his emails out, folks. We're not going to get anywhere close to trying to prevent another lab link if this dangerous sort of experiment... You won't admit that it's dangerous, and for that lack of judgment, I think it's time you resign, Paul said to Fauci. Uh-huh. And I agree with that. So to get down to, uh, everybody's probably heard this, but the NIH changed, took off the gain-of-function research verbiage right. off of, yeah. off of yeah, the Yeah, they site. didn't just change the definition. They, they took it off they, the site completely. They took it off, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so uh, if you guys are wondering how we got here, uh, I remember when a lab leak would get you banned off stuff, and now it is more likely than not that it was a lab leak. And yeah. and they're playing with words now. Oh, it wasn't meant as a weapon. Well, keep keep trying, folks. <sighs> keep keep trying. Um, you, you know, it's it's the frog in the boiling pot. If mm-hmm. they like we were doing with Facebook, if you if you just make it white noise after a while, people just stop listening. Yeah. They, they just, and they're, they're like, right, yeah, yeah, I get it. I guess the lab leak, it's fine. Now, most people believe it's a lab leak where people said you were a conspiracy theorist. But come to find out, they screwed up. And we were funding the whole thing. Yes. So, not only did we fund this particular research. Yes. Now, we are making people take they supposed cure, and let me remind folks, double vaxxed, you can still get it, you can still die from it, and you can still transmit it, period. Which makes me wonder, 
Why are we getting it? Well, the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies are paying for favors, mm-hmm. and we're paying them as citizens with yep. our tax money to spread these things around. Well, and you know, it, it's kind of now uh, I'm going to Alex Jones territory, but they're turning the frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> Nobel Prize for humans. Um, anyway. Transdimensional vampire pedophiles. Same shifting Jews. <laughs> but no, uh, two months before the suppo- the lab leak, mm-hmm. I was going to say supposed, but it is. Two months before the lab leak, Fauci was in discussions, and there's, there are videos of this on YouTube, or there were. I don't know if they're still there or not. If not, there's probably on Rumble or one of the others. Bit shoot. Bit shoot, probably. But there's a Which video. Which sounded dirty to me. <laughs> that sounds worse than Pornhub. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there are videos of him in you know on a stage talking about how can we force the population to be vaccinated in a quick in a quick manner. How can we get them so eager and fearful that they will take whatever shot we give them. Oh, it's all in the pandemic playbook. Yeah. And then, and then they come out and say, well, you know, if there's a big pandemic, this is two months before the the lab leak. Mm -hmm. They were talking about this exact scenario two months before it actually happened. And he was funding it. So coincidence? That's a hell of a coincidence. The lab leak. They're talking about the lab leak actually happened in June. Well, yeah, okay. Months before, and China was covering it up. I heard, now this is a story, it's anecdotal, but there was an Uber driver in New York who was driving a Pfizer marketing executive, and she was candid with him and said that, yes, it was a leak from Wuhan. It happened in June. It was two janitors who um, accidentally got infected one night, did something wrong, got infected, and that's how it started. Mm-hmm. That, again, anecdotal. An Uber driver said that that's what happened. I don't know if it's true, if it's not, but uh, it seems fairly reasonable. Plausible. Very. It makes a lot of sense. Because if it if it the leak was actually in November, as you know they claim, mm-hmm. uh, it wouldn't have spread as quickly as it did by January, and China would not have released any information on it that fast. Well, I had an old friend that died that December from respiratory. They they said that it was, uh, and this was before all the COVID nineteen mm-hmm. scare. And they said it was from pneumonia Mm -hmm. that they couldn't get rid of. Well, in that same December, I caught a case of the flu and was the sickest I had been probably in my life. I caught that same. And I'm not, I'm not one to get really sick. It was from the same person that we both got it from. Really? Um, because I, I, I had two straight days where my temperature was 102.5 while taking Motrin. Mm-hmm. And I've, I I don't get sick. 
like that. I was sick I for two weeks because of. And then um, I was sick for about five days, and then I had a hard cough for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if I lost taste or smell. I don't remember. It doesn't stick out in my head that I did. But again, that's not something everybody experiences. Right. Now, I have never had a COVID antibody test. I should probably go get one just to see. Yeah. I don't know. But a friend of mine who had the same flu um, that I'm pretty sure I caught it from, he hadn't been sick from that point forward by this was in December of 2019 in June of 2020 he had a COVID antibody test and was positive Hmm. so either that was COVID or it wasn't and he was asymptomatic Um, I don't know but he had COVID antibodies wow I don't know there's a lot of shit I don't know but uh, oh I did I did want to touch on one other thing yeah um Actually, no, I'm going to save it for next week. Well, just yeah. touch yourself right now. I am. Who says I'm not? <laughs> Who says I'm wearing pants? All right, folks. Well, that's about all I have time for today. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, the important stuff is I'm Scott at techtools.net. That's Scott at T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z dot net. And I am Dean at techtools.net. That's T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. And our website is guess. Yep, you're right. Techtools.net. T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. I was supposed to guess. Uh, (laughs) No, you weren't. Not being a very good host. I was letting our our listeners guess, and hopefully they got it right. And anyway, and again, like I said at the the, uh, outset of our podcast, you know, if I've got the domains for social socialexecution.com.net and .org, and I'm trying to think of the best use for that. I've got some ideas, but I'd like to hear from you guys um, on what you think we should do with it. What, what would create the most impact? What would you interact with? And... Are there and also are there any stories or anything you'd like us to cover? Plus, if you find any value in this podcast, uh, please go to the website and donate. And that way, if we get enough donations, maybe we could do this as a full time job and put it out for more than once a week. Yeah, and uh, by that time, you know, if that happens, then we might start doing these live and have it interactive. Yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe. I would interact. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks everybody for joining in and we'll see you next week.